You're listening to the Freedom Podcast with Mary and Shelley. So, hello, hello again. Welcome to Freedom Podcast with Shelley and Mary. Hi, Shelley. Hi, Mary. How are you? I am doing well. I am doing awesome. Um, it is the holiday season. And Ooh. you know, that comes with all. You know what? Let's not even say holiday season. It's Christmas time. It's the celebration of the birth of Christ. You Amen. Amen. We, we, we did mention earlier that, you know, we are faith-based. We all, we do work in ministry. So um, a lot of what we're saying is, yes, it is contextual to what's happening to people now, but our perspectives and our views come from the word of God, comes from the Bible. So um, we said that in the last podcast, but this podcast, um, we are talking about emotional triggers during the holiday season. Um, and as we were doing the research for this podcast, um, a lot, the, the, the tagline or the tag word that I was finding a lot was holiday stress, holiday stress. So, um, that's what we're going to be talking about today. Um, a couple of discussion points would be, um, we defined what emotional triggers were the last time. Um, definitely go back and listen to our first podcast where we really went into the definition of emotional triggers. But this time we're talking about how we are being triggered during the holidays. And some of the discussion points are, um, how do we recognize that we're being triggered during the holidays? How, how do we, how, how, you know, that internal discussion that we're having, how do we say to ourselves, okay, this is a trigger. Okay. I need to watch out. Um, how do we guard ourselves? You know, we're going into potentially, um, conflicting environments where these triggers could pop up. How do we guard ourselves? And, what are some of the resources that or some of the Bible verses that we can read to kind of arm ourselves and provide a resource as far as healthy boundaries and how do we establish them in our lives? So um, without further ado, Shelly, um, talk to me a little bit about holiday stress or emotional triggers during the holidays. What does that mean to you? Well, why... Do we get stressed in the holiday season? Hmm. Okay. Right now, my mind is going to, I remember when somebody yelled at me when I said, happy holidays, you know, hmm. and they said, it's not happy holidays. It's Merry Christmas. Hmm. And I went. Well, yeah, that, that was that ba humbug spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, well, that's true. But when I say, and when I think of holidays, I think of holy days. Mm-hmm. You know, I think of Thanksgiving as a holy day. I think of Christmas as a holy day. You know, I even think of New Year's as a holy day because it's a new year that, that God has given us. Mm-hmm. so so that was just a little side note but 
why do people get stressed, you know, during the holidays? And I, you know, I just read this little statistic that said 38% of people reported an increase in stress levels during the holidays. Now, mm -hmm. I don't know how many people, you know, they talk to and, or anything like that, but no matter how many people they did talk to, 38% of them, you know, responded to having, you know, high stress levels. That's a lot of people. Yeah. I mean, when you're thinking, yeah, that's a good to a one third or um, one fourth um, yeah. of people stressing out. I, I, there's a statement, um, Dr. David, Daisy Sutherland says that holidays are a wonderful time, but can quickly become overwhelming if we neglect to plan ahead. Um, one of the things that you mentioned earlier was your perspective on Thanksgiving, Christmas as holy days. And um, I found that a little interesting. Um, why don't you expound on that a little bit? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Well, you know, where, where did the term holiday come from? Mm. It came from the word holy, mm. holy day. Yeah. And, you know, I, I believe that uh, um, those that uh, have a different belief system yeah. or those that do not have a belief system at all, mm -hmm. um, you know, they will, re they will refer to it as Christmas, yeah. <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. and not even realize why they're celebrating Christmas. Um, and even Thanksgiving, they, they celebrate Thanksgiving, but that's a time of that family and gathering, which is true, mm -hmm. you know, and giving thanks, but who are we giving thanks to? Yeah. You know, so, so I think there's a, um, um, some differences in the, the terminology of holiday. Yes. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Um, thank you. Yeah, it's it's so true. I mean, especially when you get the root holiday. Um, yeah. And it's funny when we do approach this time, you know, when we're thinking about if we if we took off the belief systems that we have, um, we kind of, you know, it's funny in our heads where we're, we're kind of winding down, we're kind of taking vacation days, we're making you know we're we're acclimating our schedule to celebrate this time and we don't even realize why we're doing it, it it's more you know when we say holy days so there's a, a there's a level of reverence in that um a level of reverence in thanksgiving you know we are depending on how you work you will take Thanksgiving off or someone will give you Thanksgiving as a day off, meaning, you know what, we're going to reverence the meaning of that day. Yes. Same thing with Christmas, same thing with New Year's. So it's very interesting that when we correlate holiday and the individual days, how we are becoming intentional with that. And if we bring that back to emotional triggers, um, that's the one thing when we start talking about emotional triggers, we have to be intentional on how to guard ourselves. How do we 
go into these situations that we know that are triggering? How do we guard ourselves? So I think the first thing is, yes, when, how do we acknowledge or recognize that we are in the middle of an emotional trigger? Um, I'll start. I mean, it could easily be that family member that hasn't seen you in a year or two years, and they have a specific perception of you. And the first question or the first comment out of their mouths to you when they physically see you is, oh, you've gained some weight. Or, gee, you know, um, your hair is getting thinner. What's going on there? Um, that's two major, you know, personal appearance, you know. Um, another trigger could easily be, oh, I still can't, you know, it could be your favorite aunt. I still remember when you were five and you, you tripped over the stoop and, you know, you messed up that beautiful dress. I, it could be so many different triggers. And, you know, in your, in you, your anxiety is going in a whole new level. Mm-hmm. Yes, <laughs> you know, yes. So um, speak yeah. to that a little bit as to well, how do you recognize the emotional trigger? Then we could go, we could go right back to how to guard from it. Well, you know, it's funny how you use the gained weight thing because you know I was thinking about that same thing and I've had that happen to me I've had that oh me too you you look great but you've gained a little weight and and I'm thinking in my mind listen I haven't gained a little I've gained a lot and most people know that they've gained weight you do not have to tell them and that's what causes the trigger and it, it's so it's so different from this example like when I when I go to bed at night and I wake up the next morning and my hair my hair is sticking up six ways to Sunday right and my mm-hmm. husband says nice hair and my response is thank you so much it took me all night to do it there you go so you're you're entering into that conversation knowing yes i look like a hot mess thank you for the acknowledgement and thank you for noticing yes (laughs) absolutely absolutely that is so good that is so good because that how many times as married couples has the husband said something that is just so obvious that you don't, why speak to the elephant in the room? And that's a lot of times where emotional triggers are set off because you are speaking to the elephant in the room that you might not be prepared or <laughs> not want to acknowledge. Um, so yeah, no, that's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> somebody says you've gained weight you know it it can be taking taken either good or bad you may have needed to gain the weight correct correct and that would be taken with thank you so much yeah Yeah. but if you have gained weight that was unnecessary weight gain yeah Yeah. and they say something and I'm just going to be very blunt here and you're looking at them and, and you're like 
Hmm. That's kind of like the, uh, I think you better look at the mirror. You know, it's like, yeah, you know, the something pot calling, like that. Is the pot calling the kettle black? Exactly. Um, yeah, it's, 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 yeah, it's people already know it. They, and, and, and it's something within them that makes them feel, feel better about, Hey, you're gaining weight too, or you've gained more weight than me. Yeah. You know, and so. I think, no, it's so true. So true. Yeah. I think that you, you, you brought up a couple of good points. Um, it, and, and it, it falls right into guarding, guarding yes. yourself because, yeah. um, if weight gain, let's say weight gain is the issue, um, and someone brings it up, the first thing that you're saying to your, your you're reacting based on your perception. And, exactly. you know, if you already know that that is a, that is a trigger for you, it's just like, okay, when I was talking about that, it's just getting overwhelmed because you're not planning, knowing that you're going to be in a contentious environment. It's almost like stealing yourself, protecting yourself. Um, I'm not saying rehearsing, but knowing the people in the room, yeah, how yeah. do you emotionally stabilize yourself? So when you get that weight gain, because here's the thing, it could be weight gain because of an illness. That's it right. Could be weight loss because of an illness that mm -hmm. you not you haven't necessarily discussed. It mm -hmm. could be weight gain because of stress on the job, and that's right. It could be so many different things that are happening that you're not necessarily prepared for. So weight gain, and then another thing with women is hair, like yes. I mean, the, the the billions of dollars that had that's data of people who spend money just on hair and waking yes. up, you know, we, we already have a perception of ourselves. And when that perception is not met or that standard is not met, we're already feeling insecure. So someone exactly. saying that to us immediately is, is triggering something in us. Um, I think with the family memories also is something that if you had, haven't had any really good memories, it could be an addiction that's in the family. Exactly. Where, you know, there's an uncle who's an alcoholic and, you know, they said, oh, look at Crazy Eddie again. He's out there, you know, that's another trigger. So yeah. Um, yeah, or even the pressures. Yeah, you know yeah. The, the, the the pressures. Um, that's the one thing I don't like is being pressured, and and I and I believe that there are those out there that that feel the same way. Don't pressure me. Don't pressure me. And when do we feel pressure the most? Other than our jobs and other things, the, the most pressure we feel is at. Christmas. Mm. Why? Because we want to buy that perfect gift. Mm. Yeah. You know, and if it's not perfect, are they going to be, you know, disappointed? We don't want to disappoint anybody. And can we afford it? You know, there are so many people that go into debt at Christmas because they want to buy these gifts that they can't afford, but they have a feeling inside and maybe it's true. I don't know that if I don't buy this for so-and-so, so-and-so is going to be mad at me. Well, that's pressure. That's pressure. And um, 
you know, the pressure to buy gifts, the pressure to introduce myself, mm. Mm. you know, at big gatherings, Okay. you know, family gatherings, social gatherings, um, the pressure to introduce oneself, uh, you wouldn't think would, would hold that much pressure, but, but it really does because when you're in an environment that is expecting something from you. There you go. That's it. And and you don't really want to introduce yourself because you're just there to just, you know, check it out and see what's happening. And and maybe, you know, the next couple of times we meet, you may introduce yourself. But when somebody forces you to stand up and introduce yourself, mm. you know, you're really put in in, in a predicament where you can't even think quick enough. Like you'll stand up and say, hi, you know, for instance, Hey, I'm Shelly. I live da, 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 da. I'm just here to check things out, you know, have a good day, you know, all that stuff. Yeah. What I, what should have been said was, hi, everybody. I'm Shelly. The end, <laughs> you know, but you don't give it when somebody puts you in that pressure. And it's just not that it's any situation where somebody puts you in that pressurized tank you know, mm. and just wants you to just, you know, introduce yourself, like, you should be happy, you should be, you're here, you know, well, you know what, I'm just going to be very transparent and say, I'm not happy all the time, but I do have a lot of joy, and that comes from the Lord, because he's my strength, Amen. okay, so, Amen. so, you know, I mean, what about the pressure to put on a, a fake smile, you know, yeah. I, I, I actually, I, I'm so happy that we, we're going down that road um, because it's when you said pressure, I heard expectation. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And one of the things, okay, let's go back a little bit for what you were saying. Um, the pressure to buy the perfect gift. Um, that is a level of expectation. So it could be that expectation could have been developed during the year or just family culture Mm -hmm. or, you know, or this is the one time I can impress someone. Um, there's so many levels of expectations that are spoken and unspoken that gives you that emotional trigger of, I need to spend. And often it is overspending because if you, you feel the fact that I can't meet that expectation is already a failure on your part. And that's the thing with the emotional trigger is like you get triggered. And a lot of times you feel that it's a fa- you're failing to meet something. You're yeah. the failure of that is triggering. Um, you said the pressure of, of introducing yourself. Um, there's a song out there that says, um, let me introduce, reintroduce myself. You know, I'm the original, original new me. Yes. You know what I mean? And, and when we have this type of pressure, it doesn't allow us to change. It allows a, we like a chameleon, we need to turn into that, 
that expectation, that yeah. standard in this space of time. Um, if you've known me as X, Y, and Z, and I've made a complete 360 since the last time, you're not allowing me to be my new self or my changing self or my healed self. I need to return back to this person that you know, so you can relate to me. That in of itself, we can stay in for an hour. So, I mean, that I think part of the emotional trigger conversation is the pressure, the expectation, um, the standard that we're all subconsciously or consciously trying to meet within a family circle or even a friend circle. Yep. Mm-hmm. is triggering come on because especially if you know you can't meet to that standard or there's nothing in you that wants to meet to that standard that's when the mask comes on because you're basically just trying to survive the night i mean you're just trying to okay that is so i've got true. three hours to deal with you so we're gonna put that mask on and we're gonna make this happen because after these three hours, I don't see you for a year. So let's figure this out. <laughs> you just spoke a mouthful of truth. Okay. <laughs> you know? <laughs> it's like, you know, when you're talking about expectations and, you know, it, it is just, honestly, I don't know why people expect so much out of a person that they already know that cannot meet that need of expectation. There you go. There you go. Um, I feel, and it's just my opinion, um, that when the person or the family member has grown up with you, they have had their own personal standard in their head whether they verbalize it or not to you that's the standard so when i think the conflict comes in is the standard that they have not verbalized to you is not met because you've changed they either can accept you changed or they can accept or they can um disown you or disqualify you because you're not meeting their standards which they never verbalized and a lot of times you don't even know that there is a standard until you start talking to them that is very true you know so i think why the question why is that it's selfish is i need you to be that person the thing that i the thing that i the box that i placed you in i need i person family member need you to be that so when you're not that there's a conflict and i'm coming at you verbally because you're not that person anymore why did you change exactly and i don't want you out of my life i want you to continue to be in i want you to continue to be in my life so i can say these things so i can trigger you maybe i'll trick you to the point where you'll say just forget it and just be your old self exactly exactly and 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 this goes right into how do you guard yourself because you know 
what you're walking into with, it could be friends, it could be business associates, it could be family members, it could be whatever that situation is. You've been invited to the party that you have to go to, even if you yeah. don't want it, you know. You know, how do we, and again, if we go back to faith-based as Christians, how do we steal ourselves? How do we navigate? Because I think that's a key word here, because uh-huh. even though we know we're changing, uh-huh. we could be into, we could be in a place, you said something earlier, that I have to introduce myself. And if I'm in the middle of transition, I might not be prepared to introduce myself That's right. in this environment. So how do I guard that? How mm-hmm. do I protect my healing process that at the same time, don't resort back to the person that you, you're looking for me to be? How do I do that? Well, you know, in, in my case, and, and probably many other people who are in the pastoral position, you know, we can stand up in any gathering, any church, any spiritual, you know, aspect of things. And people already have a a brief description of who we are, because we end up usually ended up sending our bios and stuff like that, you know, and in some of the places that we minister to people already, already know us. Okay. Have have heard us speak before. Um, but when you're in a setting where you don't know, you know, you don't know people, um, you're just checking things out. Um, I, I really believe that the best thing to do is to absolutely identify what triggers you before going into a atmosphere that you know nothing about. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And identify those triggers. Prepare yourself. Prepare yourself. Um, and if you are in that situation, if you are in that environment and you feel yourself getting negative stress, because there is good stress. Yes. Okay? Yes. That- the good stress keeps us yeah. in line, you know. Yes, yeah. it keeps us. It keeps us on our toes, basically. Yes, 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 it does. But if you feel yourself getting into that negative stress, you know, it it's always good to get up, go outside, or if it's too cold or too hot, get in get in a warm space or air conditioned area, you know, um, and take some deep breaths. Take five or six deep breaths you know, in and out, you know, relax your body, clear your thoughts, you know, and then um, tell yourself that you don't have to respond or participate in any negative conversation. You do not have to reply. You don't have to say anything. I know people who just smile and move on, (laughs) you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) I just, yeah. And so, you know, whatever is triggering you after you've taken those steps, hand it over to God. Yeah. Let him deal with the rest. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I am going to read a couple of verses here. Um, just speaking about just... Um, 
how to deal with some of this. Um, Proverbs 15, 18 says, a hot tempered person starts fights, a cool tempered person stops them. This is in the New Living Translation version. Um, Ephesians 4, 29, where it says, do not use foul or abusive language. Let everything you say be good and helpful so that your words would be an encouragement to those who hear him, hear them. Um, James 1.19, it says, dear brothers and sisters, take note of this. Everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. Yeah. And um, in these verses, it just, it just speaks to what to do and what not to do. If we were to bring it to a practical standpoint, mm -hmm. um, the reason why we're kind of sitting on this guarding is it really is not just for the holidays. It's in any situation where if you're in the midst of a toxic relationship, if you're in the midst of an abusive relationship, um, words feed. It either feeds to positive or it feeds to negative. And day to day, we, we have to guard ourselves because especially if we're being intentional about healing, we're being intentional about having healthy relationships, our words open doors. Um, and one of the things that the reason why we're even saying this for the holidays is because it could be that you could be in five different spaces in a space of a week where you have been triggered. It could be at work, you could be triggered every single day. Mm -hmm. um, and, yeah. you know, it's how do you guard? It's really is, yes, as Pastor Shelley says, bring it to bring it to God. But on a very practical standpoint is I love the verse that we I just read in James 119, where mm -hmm. take note of this everyone, everyone should be quick, everyone. And I mean, the instance here is believer and non-believer. Yes. Um, everyone should be quick to listen, slow to speak, and slow to become angry. What does yes. that mean? We have two ears and one mouth. So mm -hmm. we can listen twice as easily as we can speak. Um, slow to anger processing, being in the moment, knowing when someone is intentionally trying to trigger you. Um, it, it, you know, these are the steps that we can take to really guard ourselves, guard our hearts, guard what is, guard our healing process. Because even through the pandemic, each one of us at one point is going through some type of healing process. Yes. So um, these are some of the steps that we can, practical steps that we can take. So um, Shelly, is there any comments on that? Or is there anything else that you might think that you can lend as to how to guard ourselves? Well, you know, in John 14, 1, Jesus didn't tell his disciples to try to avoid stress or anxiousness, okay? okay? What he said was, let not your heart be troubled, which means we have the control on how we respond to the stresses 
and the anxiousness and the burdens of life. So what he's saying here is like, okay, so I'm kind of paraphrasing here. The, the, the John 14, one scripture was, I think was from NLT, but I'm, I'm paraphrasing John 14, 27. And he's saying, allow my perfect peace mm. surround you and calm you to give you courage and strength for every challenge. Mm, that's good. That's good. And that is so important during this holiday season, Christmas, Thanksgiving. Um, and I do say Merry Christmas and I say it gladly. Okay. Yes, I do as well. I do. And well. so in spite of everything, the holidays should bring some sort of joy. Yes. So, okay. So how do we, how do we, how do we get it? How do we get there? All right. So for some people, it's bright lights. It's the Christmas tree. And I, I, and I just want to say something about the Christmas tree. We don't idolize the Christmas tree. The Christmas tree (laughs) is pretty. the end you know (laughs) there are so many takes on and and so many different um perspectives from religions different religions or different belief systems um i thank you for clarifying that because we we you know the fact that people even have a tree is a whole that's just a whole podcast within itself it's Uh no different if i have this bush growing in my house and I put lights on it. I don't idolize that bush. I just no, think we're not, we're lights not, on it, you know? Exactly. We're not <laughs> so, burning statues to it, enchanting to the, exactly. to the bush, nor the Christmas so, tree. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, it's, I think you've said something really key. Um, we, there has to be a point where you do find joy. I've obviously as a Christian, we find joy in the fact that if Jesus wasn't born, then he couldn't die. And if he didn't die, then we wouldn't have our salvation. Exactly. So, so exactly. That, that's where we find our joy there. But go ahead, and, please. And that's that's the key point right there, because that's where I'm going. So you got the lights, you got the tree, you got the colors. Okay. And some people have, you know probably more than not, they do have a few close family members and a few close friends that don't expect anything from you and and vice versa, you know? So it's good to be with them. And maybe you have some church functions going on that you enjoy going to and the music and the worship. But most importantly, it's keeping focused on the one who died on the cross for you. Amen. And that is Jesus. Amen. And there's no other name Amen. above his. Amen. And, you know, that Jesus had a purpose. And it was to give us life and life in abundance. So we celebrate that, that day. Doesn't necessarily mean it, he was born on that day. But we celebrate that day as Christians to glorify and honor him. Amen. That's why we have Christmas. He's the most important person. He is the the high honor 
you know, and that's why we celebrate Christmas. We don't celebrate Christmas to get stuff. Mm-hmm. We celebrate Christmas as a Christian brother and sister with other Christian brothers and sisters, lifting Jesus Christ on high because he owes us nothing. Amen. He has given us everything. And I think that's the most important aspect of the holiday season, because honestly and truthfully, that's what helps me. Yeah. If I am to be <laughs> honest with you, and I am, yes. that's what helps me. I love my kids. I love my grandchildren. I love my husband. Yeah. And I think that is the greatest gift. That you can give anybody. Amen. Amen. So true. Oh, so many points there. Um, but to, I think what we need to do is just reestablish what is Christmas? Why do we celebrate the holidays? Why do we celebrate? And again, Christmas is the birth of, for Christians, the birth of our Savior, Jesus Christ. And that's the primary reason for celebrating. It's not, you know, the bow with the Lamborghini outside the house and, and, you know, all the lovely commercials that have commercialized this. Um, And I think the reason why it's so important for us to bring back the true meaning of Christmas is because there are so many people who really can't afford to be extravagant this year. They really can't afford to to give the gift that they would want to give. And the triggers that they're experiencing is more like, oh, you know, because I can't do this, this person's not gonna love me anymore, any less. One of the things you mentioned, Pastor Shelley, is so important is um, to be with people who have no expectations of you other than to love you. Yes. Family members, good Mm -hmm. friends, Mm -hmm. you know, people at the church that just know who you are Mm -hmm. and love you, mistakes and all. And those are the people, mm -hmm. those are the people that you cherish. And even if they don't get a card, even if they love you, and a lot of people, I and I know you could be hearing this podcast and you're going to be saying, I don't think I have one of those people. Um, and I understand because a lot of people have lost many family members, friends, and loved ones. And they're not here. This this might be your first Christmas, your yes. first Thanksgiving, yes. not being with that person. So we tell you that we love you with the love of the Lord. And yes. We might not know who you are, but we love you. We might not know who you are, but we can tell you from what God has done for us that we love you. Yes. There is, and, and we loved, we would love to, to follow up with you and contact you. And, you know, we're not doing this just to be another podcast. There are 50 million podcasts out there. (laughs) We are just seeing the need for people to rehear real talk. What's really going on? What's not being discussed at the church 
and how God can meet them exactly the way they, where you are. We're not asking you to be perfect. We're not asking you to, you know, Catholicism. We're not asking you to hit all the stations in the rosary. We're not doing all that. We're just saying God understands your emotional triggers. He understands your anger. He understands your anxiety. And what we're presenting to you is just tools and just different ways, different verses that you can use to help you get through this process. So um, Pastor Shelley, I think this has been an excellent conversation. Um, Yes. Yes. Do you have any final thoughts before we finish? Just, just one more thing that has just crossed my mind and, and you mentioned it. It's like, there are some people that have lost family members just recently, especially during the COVID pandemic and stuff like that. And, you know, perhaps this is maybe your first or second time, you know, in that it's struggling through the holidays because of that tremendous loss. Um, I remember when I was experiencing a loss around the holidays and my, my little three-year-old grandson came up to me and handed me this little rock. And he said, this is for you, grandma. I picked it for you. And I, and, and my heart just melted, you know, and, and I see little kids, you know, my own kids did it. They would pick up a dandelion and hand it to me, you know, and I put it in water, you know. Of course you did, yes. But he gave, he, he says, I picked this rock for you. Mm. And it just melted. Yeah. It melted me. It just, it just really melted me. And I think I still have it somewhere. I think I brought it with me, but I think I still have it. And that was, that's the way we should be looking at the holidays. You know, it may not be a rock that you'll get that's special, but somebody's going to give you a piece of them. And you need to hold dearly onto that because that's the best they have. Amen. Amen. Wow. That's so good. Um, yeah, there, whatever you receive, yes, whatever you receive, you, um, whatever, here's the thing, the best gift that we can give you is love. Yes. The best gift that we can give you is God's love. Cause that's in its purest form. Um, during this season of you not being, and here's the thing, even if you don't have a grandson or you don't, you're alone or you're not, you, because financially you're not able to be with your family. Right. What could you do? You can give yourself to a homeless shelter, volunteer in a homeless shelter, volunteer um, in a place where their needs are so much greater than yours. Volunteer in a local church. Do something that allows you to be answered prayer to somebody else. 
And that will give you peace. And that will give you peace. That will give you, that will give you joy. This you being able to do something, even when you don't think you have anything, you being able to give back and they, the joy that they get from what you've given them will warm yes. you. Yes. Don't, there's so many opportunities to serve others if you just look around. And even if you don't want to put yourself out there, your neighbor, mm -hmm. the person next door, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this is the time that we really need to stop for five seconds and just look around because there's always someone in need. Your grandson gave you something and you knew it came from such a pure place that it was just, that yes. was it. you didn't need another gift. You didn't need anything. That was it. And I could use that, a box of tissues. Yeah, yeah, there you go. Well, there you go. Um, but, but I think what, if I were to close this, I would say, yes, you will be triggered. Yes, if you plan ahead, just recognize where your triggers are, anxiety, anger, trauma, resentment, whatever it is. No, take the word of God, read up on your triggers so that you know how to guard yourself, how to speak. If we had any resources beyond the Bible, one of the books that I would mention is Henry Cloud, Dr. Henry Cloud's Boundaries. Yeah, I was um, going to mention that. Yes. Yeah, and, and it's a really good book, just teaching you how to put emotional boundaries in place. Um, that's usually a good way to guard yourself, to know that when that trigger word comes at you, when that conversation comes at you, you know how to respond or like, or like Shelly said, not to respond. You don't have to respond to anything. You don't have to, you're not. And, and really important, I want to stress this as well. Get around people who have absolutely no expectations of you. Amen. Get around that person. Everyone has, um, they say with dogs, dogs have their favorite human. Uh, you know, <laughs> we all have our favorite human. Get around that person. Be intentional. It could be a phone call. It could be Zoom. It could be Skype. Mm -hmm. But make the, be intentional about being around them during the holiday season. Yes. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. So on that note, um, my name is Shell. My name is Mary. My name is Mary. Oh my God. My name is Mary. <laughs> my name is Mary. And my name is not Mary, but it is Shelly. <laughs> we are so listen. Thank you so much. I know that the people that are going to get this link, hopefully will share it. I pray that this, inf this discussion, that the information that has been shared has been not only a blessing to you, but information that you've learned from and you can share with others. Uh, follow us on our Facebook page, um, Freedom Podcast with Shelly and Mary, Instagram page, Freedom Podcast with Shelly and Mary, um, and click and subscribe 
we want to hear from you. I keep on saying that we want to hear from you. Yes. However you hear this, leave a comment, leave a DM. We would love to contact you via email. Um, in the next coming weeks, we, I know we, I mentioned Pastor Shelley's book and she's working on that, but really upcoming for next year, we want to create a course on, uh, online course on trauma, which would be in person. So if this is something that you would be interested in, let us know. We want to, your feedback so that we can put materials within the course that can benefit you. So yeah. we are so looking for your feedback. We don't want to just be talking heads. We want to bless you. So on that note, you have an amazing week, an amazing day. Know that God is with you. Mm -hmm. Know that he is helping you through this process of healing and know that his love is more important than any love that you would ever receive. Absolutely. Amen. Have an amazing day. Have an amazing day. God bless you. Thank you for listening to this broadcast. If this was an encouragement to you, please feel free to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends. To stay connected to us, Reach out to us on social media. We would love to hear your feedback. On Facebook, we're at The Freedom Podcast with Shelly and Mary. On Instagram, The Freedom Podcast 2022. We look forward to hearing from you. And until next time, stay encouraged. <music>